0: StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io. Welcome to our 2021 FinTech review for the German speaking area, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, also called GSA. This is an annual tradition started in 2014, first in German, now in English. You can find the old reviews here. Um, Bottom line is I invite entrepreneurs, investors, and thought leaders to our annual FinTech review. We'll publish it on the 25th of December and then we will ask them a few questions. Due to the limited time, we have to do single recordings with with each of our guests. So I basically had four questions to ask them, and they gave me their prepared answers. Today I welcome as our guests Janis Dust, a young fintech entrepreneur and co-founder as well as chief marketing officer of ePAP, an invoice app. Everybody who had the pleasure to already hear our Fintech review knows Paolo Sironi, a Fintech entrepreneur turned global research leader in banking and financial markets, as well as a multiple book author. You can learn more about him In our show notes, you'll find a link, of course, to his website and to his newest book. And we have the LinkedIn profiles of all of our guests linked there as well. Our third guest is Frank Schwab, the co-founder of the FinTech Forum and multiple board member. And last but not least, there is Oliver Oster, a FinTech entrepreneur and investor, founding partner of AQVC, and the chief operation officer, COO of Berlin-based OptuPay. So first, let's get started. Here are our questions. What is the strongest impact of Corona on the financial and fintech world immediately and in the future?
1: Well, the pandemic caused uh, an acceleration of digital adaptation on clients. It is like a bank had to digest 10 years of digital innovation and shift uh, in only two years. Uh, That was an unprecedented shift. In particular, that involved uh, the payment mechanisms and solutions, uh, which is reflected in the market evaluation of those players. If you look at the total market share in terms of market capitalization and private evaluation of uh, the top 500 global banks uh, plus uh, the fintech unicorns and the payment providers, uh, you can clearly see that... um, 10 years ago, banks represented uh, more than 95 and 97% of uh, that share. But today, in 2021, they are down to almost 70%. So that means that uh, the payment providers, in particular, have been gaining traction in terms of market evaluation because everyone is realizing the fact that they are well posed to garner most of the benefits, at least the initial benefits. Of this uh, uh, digital acceleration, which uh, was really unprecedented in 2020
2: and 2021? Um, right now, we see a high demand on, let's say, automation and digitalization. So, uh, since people move from personal to remote, um, a lot of processes have to be updated, and it's basically and a huge accelerator for going digital uh, for the whole banking industry. And of course, fintechs are in the pole position uh, to either support banking processes or let's say being prepared in handling everything remotely online and automated already. Um, So that, that happened for sure over the last 18 months. Uh, uh whether you look at fintechs or at established bank or direct bank everything more or less got pushed um and, and given the investments into the industry the fintech industry we see some of the highest levels ever um and uh, that basically means going forward um that uh, the, the change and digitalization of, of banking um, increases, increases, and increases.
0: Hmm.
3: Corona has had a st- very, very strong impact on the entire fintech sector. And especially when you take a look at the speed of digitalization, for me, it's like insane because customers are such... Or are much more willing to use digital solutions. For example, the checkout at the point of system, uh, which is super important for us at EPEP. And in general, everything is becoming more digital. And I personally also love the trend of buy now and pay later, which is driven by Klarna and other companies. Obviously it's reinforced by uh, online shopping in Corona times, but yeah, many, many technologies have now almost become
4: mainstream. So, I mean, here in Berlin, um, people always used to pay cash, actually, everywhere they're going. It's at a supermarket, in a restaurant, all over in the place. They're paying cash. And I think the biggest impact is definitely that people are now really paying with a card or with Apple Pay, so with their mobile phone. So that's the most obvious, I think development since Corona.
0: Our second question, what is the most important development you have seen in total in 2021 for fintechs?
2: So I think what is most striking, uh, are the investments we have seen. So, um, more or less, so it looks like that every week. Uh, you see a three-digit million number uh, invested as a series B, C, or D into any given fintech. Uh, uh, The highest probably um, uh, in in payments, uh, but also when it comes to, uh, let's say, other business uh, models in the fintech industry uh, think of uh, number twenty, uh, N26, or um, or many many others. Uh, also in the whole uh, blockchain, fintech, uh, digital distributed ledger industries, you see very very high uh, investments and funding rounds. Uh, that that's uh, right now most striking and. Uh, going forward we will see uh what the impact is of these investments um i even would would see that uh in, in some areas these investments are bigger uh, bigger as the spends of uh, established traditional banks so it's it's really very very different than let's say 3 4 years ago
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I I want to mention two points. So first of all, the ongoing boost in digitalization, which I mentioned before. And secondly, um, what struck me the most this year is crypto. So the topic is so much more popular than it was one or two years ago. Crazy development overall. And now it's also been fueled even more by things like NFTs or Web3. And yeah, let's see what happens when stuff like that arrives in Germany. I have to say that I'm rather cautious about it, but it's super interesting to see what happens in America right now.
4: I think the, the rise of the metaverse, right? Um, so crypto is coming and for me, one of the big questions in the future, um, will be how are we, how will we be paying, um, in, in such worlds and such metaverses? Like, uh, is it crypto? Is it still like, Euro or dollar, pound, I don't know. Um, And I think these will be like one of the biggest questions. And since we we just started with the Metaverse, um, especially in this year, the big hype with Facebook um, turning their name into Meta um, is, I think, one big signal um, and could be like a big potential for fintechs as well.
1: Well, there's something uh, very important to me. Uh, there is uh, the shift uh, towards uh, rebundling financial services uh, around uh, a couple of ideas. One, which I don't find particularly innovative uh, is the one of the super apps uh, that is already dominating uh, the FinTech scene in uh, China and is uh, now getting uh, uh, on the desk of the CEOs of payment companies uh, like uh, PayPal, for example, announcing that they want to build one of these. But the second is a bit more fitting the purpose, which is uh, the emergence of, this is so-called community banks. So sort of a uh, super app, but targeted to a special community. I like to remind uh, the um, uh, interesting acquisition of uh, Square uh, um, of uh, Tidal. Basically um, uh, Tidal is a competitor of uh, Spotify, a very small competitor of Spotify. And Square decided to buy them out because Jack Percy believes uh, that uh, um, by servicing a community, for example, of artists in resolving their problems in terms of uh, finding uh, the machinery or producing uh, their artwork, is the way to become relevant uh, inside the different ecosystem and therefore to extract value from uh, the work of uh, the uh, financial services and solutions. Now, Jack Dorsey said clearly that uh, new ideas are found at intersections. I'm reading his quota, and we believe uh, there's a compelling one between music and the economy. And that is basically one of the most interesting uh, perspectives that I've been seeing uh, in the last year, all inside my new book, Thanks to Fintech and economists. Economist. My third
0: question, what do you see in 2022 for the fintechs in GSA?
3: Again, it's crypto, in my opinion. Uh, I hope it's becoming more popular and mainstream here just like the buy-now-pay-later trend. Um, yeah, and maybe even the technology behind crypto itself, which will become more popular. What started in America a few months ago will be here in 2022 for sure.
4: So I think in 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 these countries, in the, let's say, more German-speaking countries, it will be still about uh, the development of the, the fintech infrastructure, right? And uh, bringing the, the people digital. Um, I mean, since Corona boosted it very much, um, we 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 do have now um, a a good good way to compete also with US, where like mobile payment etc has been always been normal. Um, but still in 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 Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, we still do we we still need some more development here. Uh, and that being said, also what we do with the transaction data here uh, in in these countries, right? We are always very much restricted on the the analytics side, but looking into um, PSD2 as well, um, and um, not only open banking, also open data, what we will do with the data, um, especially the transaction data, and what kind of offerings we can tailor to our customers. Um, I would
2: say the journey continues. Um the biggest bigger the biggest ones will become even bigger. Um, so that basically means they establish themselves um, in the marketplace, deeper and, and further. Um, and of course that also means for the ones who are rather at the starting point it's more difficult to get the exposure and the attention. Um, That's something I see, because it looks like that the capital concentrates now, while three, four, five, six years ago, the, the capital was much more distributed. So I would argue it becomes tougher and tougher for new kids on the block, um to also pick a share um of, of this uh changing let's say overall industry so not only so so i would not only look at, at fintech look at banking and then think of fintech within the banking industry because i think you can't uh, separate the two from each other and um so that that's what i think uh, is um Something we will see in in the next year, not to say in the next years. So it's not only about twenty twenty two, and I think it. Let's say for people who want to found um, or create a new star but they they really need to come with what, something very very special. So let's say the the time where you could just create a mobile bank, or let's say um, you, you, you have a, a, an idea on payment that's not good anymore for, for a, let's say, for, for an idea that searches for funding. Um, that's probably um, an, an, another aspect uh, which um, the audience may find of interest.
1: Well, I think that there are two things which are particularly relevant for uh, the region of Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. One is a reconsideration of the role of the neo banks, some of them retrenched from their uh, and um, um, operations abroad, uh, they need to understand uh, that uh, volume is not enough to generate effective value. So they didn't have yet that mechanism that goes in the direction of uh, the super app, for example. They've been talking for a few years about being a marketplace of products, but that is not enough. Absolutely not enough because it doesn't create an, an all in solution for the clients, but just of, uh, it just makes a digital display of different products, which are in a sense disconnected. And the second, of course, uh, this was uh, the year of uh, DeFi. And there's no better place than Switzerland uh, to promote, uh, if you like, DeFi in all of its facets, which are also legal and regulatory, as well as uh, technical. So I believe that uh, Germany, Austria, and uh, Switzerland uh, might have an important role in the evolution of decentralized finance going forward. Our last question, what field of fintech do you see
0: becoming more important in 2022? Is it already the year of the green fintech?
4: Is it already the year of the green fintech? I think it's it's not really about the green fintech itself. It's more what green companies or let's say ESG companies can do with the data, with the transactional data. So there's a good example of Ecolytics, for instance, who are doing, um, in my point of view, a great product around transactional data, uh, combining it with, for instance, their carbon footprint. So analyzing uh, what you can, how you can offset it, etc. Um, but there's still a big development possible, right? There's uh, um, still a huge gap, and I don't know if, like, really the the green banks will 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 survive in, in that um bull market but in in general i think there will be more combination of green and fintech so that uh, that they are joining forces um but a pure green player in that market um with like um a green approach will be difficult maybe maybe we still need like 3 4 years down the road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so We as EPEP are also
3: like a small part of uh, sustainable fintechs or green fintechs, but I have to say sustainable fintechs itself are definitely becoming more popular, but I don't see this as the year of the green fintech. I rather still have the feeling that it's more difficult to create a sustainable product for the masses. Um, And that doesn't mean I think the aspect is not important enough because I, I really am a big advocate of it, but I don't know. I I see it as an, a necessity to be a sustainable company, um, but I have the feeling that it's still difficult to place in broad target group, if there isn't an absolutely clear added value for the user. So if it's a clear added value, then for sure it will become more popular. But uh, yeah, right now it's I'm I think it's it's quite hard to to be a sustainable company uh, with clear added value for it. Yeah. And oh I forgot. Let me take that one. Um I also see that crypto obviously will be uh the topic of twenty twenty-two, even in fintech.
2: No, not from my perspective. That's something we will see in two or three years from now. Um anyhow, the whole thing around ESG, so it's not only green, it's also the the S and the G. Um that's something a little bit later from my perspective, uh, probably what becomes hot, uh, because I think that's your question. Um, I, I personally think that um, the whole open banking and API banking we have talked about the last three, four, five, six years, they are, have now reached a maturity level. Uh, that actually you can go into the business. So uh, or let's say, and let's say the discussion around buy now, pay later, the whole thinking around abetted finance, uh, we now have much better, um, a much better foundation uh, with. APIs and and open banking initiatives, in order to be able to implement, let's say, embedded strategy. Buy now, pay later is an embedded strategy usually, uh, because you um, offer a consumer loan uh, into a merchant process. So that that that's a kind of, let's say, example. But we will see that um, in in also. Uh, additional use cases. And that may probably something, uh, which, uh, becomes, um, more relevant, um, than before.
1: I don't think the point is about green or not green. We all have to be, and that requires uh, if you like, much higher transparency than what we've seen today. What I think, that matters is what uh, really matters in the transformation of financial services on mobile technology, which is the understanding, finally, that platforms uh, are the real competition. If you go back uh, 15 years, uh, we clearly see that only platforms won on the internet. You get all the social media platforms, you get e-commerce platforms, and so forth. But for the last 10 years of fintech innovation, entrepreneurs were really focusing on simple-minded solutions, the unbundling principle, which makes no sense if not the creation of uh, smaller, leaner, and uh, clearer solutions. The business value and the sustainable business value can only come by the capability of bundling back uh, these uh, uh, unbundled services into something that generate new value. And that is the role of uh, platforms. Two platform strategies are clearly emerging, which I've identified in my last piece of literature, Banks of Fintech and Platform Economies. One is called contextual banking, where, uh, the bank becoming invisible through an open banking and open finance perspective. And the other one is conscious banking where the bank remains transparent and visible to generate value for clients. Now to conclude in a short couple of sentences, it is uh, the opportunity to eliminate friction from a non-banking ecosystem that makes uh, banking contextual to unlock new value. Value that was not there before because that level of orchestration was not possible. Digital technology enables that. But it is the opportunity to demonstrate value for clients. The clients have to pay for access in the platform that makes banks conscious to unlock a hidden value. There is value inside financial services, which does not come to the surface because there's no understanding on how transparency can effectively generate that. But this is the time around where some institutions started understanding this. And I believe this will be the direction in 2022 and going forward. Finally, the competition is on the platform economy.
0: And finally, wishing you happy holidays from Frankfurt. We will be back on January 13th, 2022 with an interview kicking off our new cooperation with the German AI Association. Enjoy your time with your family and friends
1: and stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. I would say Buon Natale a tutti quanti.
2: Yes, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and see you in 2022. (laughs) All right, thank you all for listening and have a great
3: start in the new year and have Merry Christmas.
4: (laughs) Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Cheers. That's all, folks. Find
0: more news, stream, at remember sherry is carry